Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Hey everyone, this is Genre. Uh, we recorded this episode on Thursday the 23rd and on Friday the 24th, uh, we learned that the Supreme Court decision about Roe versus Wade that was leaked a few months ago uh, is in fact what they decided to do. We at Civil Politics absolutely hate this. Uh, we are not in agree. We are in agreement about not agreeing with that. If that makes sense. But we just want to let you know that yes, we will be talking about this in our next episode next week. Uh, and in Massachusetts, there is protection for your right to choose. Uh, when the decision was leaked, Charlie Baker actually signed an order saying that no executive agency in Massachusetts should help uh, with any outside the state investigation about uh, using abortion services. So there's that. Also, uh, we do have a law in Massachusetts protecting abortion up to 24 weeks uh, and allowing abortion after 24 weeks if it is to safeguard the life of the mother. So in Massachusetts specifically, things aren't going to change. Uh, and hopefully things will change nationally in the future. We can only hope. But we have a great discussion about other Supreme Court decisions coming up on this episode. Lastly, I just want to let everybody know that you really should keep yourself mentally healthy Pace yourself if you are going to get into any discussions, debates, or arguments uh, concerning any of this stuff. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So hydrate, keep yourself uh, mentally healthy, and reduce the amount of toxicity in your life as possible. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the episode. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting once more, and coming with me into the breach are my dear friends, Sue and Genre. Hello, hello. Hey there. And we are here to talk with you about the politics. And we love to hear from you about what we say and think and do and, you know, really, you know, whatever you want to talk about. You want to share your recipe for peach cobbler? That's cool. Um, so and you can do that in a few different ways. Uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com is the email. That's probably the best. But you can also uh, civilpoliticsradio.com or uh, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. At Civil Politics FM on the Twitter. And uh, yeah, our website is civilpoliticsradio.com. Go there, look at previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, and other good stuff. That's 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 the stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff right there. There you go. So that's speaking, the sauce. That's the sauce. And unfortunately, <laughs> what is not the sauce is the pile of garbage that the uh, United States Supreme Court has been churning out uh, <laughs> since it has been wholly captured by a zealous coterie of uh, Christian fascists who are part of the Federalist Society. Yeah. So that's uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot in there. there. That's a, yeah, <laughs> I'm, a lot of information there. I, Tell us I, how you feel, Mike. 
I, I just did. Feel free to disagree with me. I, that's fine. I just, I really I know I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> what did you? What did you say, Sue? I did. Oh, you disagree? Okay. You might. Yeah, I disagree, but that's all right. That's you know, we'll we'll get into it. So. Well, they're definitely all part of the Federalist Society. Well, let's see. <laughs> the 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 six justices uh who are screwing everything up yeah they all are anyway um so uh speaking of things that they screwed up let's start with the uh, the one that's been getting a lot of press coverage um we're recording this i should mention uh just after the summer solstice on uh thursday the 23rd so uh i would imagine that uh, we may well see tomorrow, though when this show airs, uh, the Supreme Court may have just dropped its revocation of Roe v. Wade. So that will sort of suck up all the remaining oxygen and uh, is certainly an incredibly huge big deal and something to talk about. But at the moment, uh, the two big things the court did today were undermine uh, the uh, the the. Uh, protection of of human rights. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out a way to sort of do a nice little parallel construction. They undermined the uh, Miranda decision uh, from 1966 and the, the the required legal warning that officers of the law have to give when they're putting you under arrest. Well, we have to dig into that a little more. There's a there's there's um stuff to, there there's a there's there's an explainer that has to go along with that with that ruling yes. that people should know. Sorry, I just uh I thought I'd muted that phone. That's okay. All right, here I'm just doing this. Okay. Uh, Where do you want to start from? Let me just uh uh, uh sort of pick it up again here. All sure. Right, here we go. Come on, you cocksucking piece of shit. There you go. All right. Um, the Supreme Court issued uh, two major decisions today, uh, one of which undermined uh, the protections afforded by the Miranda ruling from 1966 about the the warnings police officers have to give you when they arrest you. And the other uh, basically trashed a uh, law from the state of New York about uh, uh, re restricting people's rights to carry concealed firearms with them in public. And uh, I imagine Sue likes at least one of these two. <laughs> um, uh, I'm... The I generally one, think, I think they're both John, bad, but yeah. The Miranda one, I don't, I don't know. I think John has got more insight to exactly how they decided that one. I just saw the headline. I didn't actually read the article on it, but um, yeah, on gun rights, we can talk about that. But Miranda, I guess is complicated. The Miranda. It is a bit. Yeah. Please, well, uh, so can't be sued or something. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. But, Sue, I think you said you wanted to start with talking about the gun decision from New York. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, I thought we'd go to anything SCOTUS did today, which, no, and as you, you. said, to, 
Yeah, I know, but tomorrow before the when, show- <laughs> when we air, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> when we air, when people hear this, there may be big news on abortion, which we can't speak to because we haven't, we don't know the answer yet. So, yeah. but yeah, the gun law, I've, I've always thought that New York, New York's gun laws were, well, you know, every state has different gun laws. That's just how it is. Yep. And um, it's very complicated if you have a gun permit to, to travel and to be consistent. And you actually can't travel through New York with a gun. So I've always thought that the New York gun laws are um, too burdensome. And I understand why they do it. They have a lot of trouble with crime. And every state's approached this however way they wanted to approach it. But the law that got overturned today is um, the requirement that you have proper cause to have a gun. And that clause, proper cause, is something that's interpretable by your local police chief. And Massachusetts has a very similar law here. And um, there are seven, I think seven states that were affected by this. But what they did is basically say that if you have a right to have a gun in your house and whatever the permitting process is, you also, from what I understand, can can take it in your car to work with you if you can if it's a lot at work. But it's not just in public places. It's it's that you can carry concealed carry a, a gun outside of your home. And I, I think New York really went too far with their law. It was one of the things that happens is and you guys would probably agree with me on this one, that if we could just have a little more consistency between the states on gun laws, um, I know we have a friend, or Mike has a friend, who was at uh, uh, Bard College of Rock when the fellow got his ammunition from, I think, Montana or Wyoming, where there were no laws on the books that he could just order Bard, it through the mail. Uh, oh, you mean College Simon's Rock. Rock College. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Simon, it was Simon's Rock back then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Simon's Rock. Yeah, uh, Ann yeah, Tallheimer, so, who was on the show with us a few years ago. So, you know, a lot of a lot of those loopholes, you know, people wiggle through. And I, I've long thought that New York's gun laws were not it's not even that they're too strict. It's just that it makes it really hard for people that are law abiding citizens and don't intend to hurt anyone and never had and never will. Um, that that it just makes it really hard. And if it's truly a right, which is what the Supreme Court is saying, that that the the loophole, the, not the loopholes, the um, hurdles that they put in front of you to to carry a gun in New York have made it really, really tough. In fact, I think there was a um, case, was it two years ago, where a woman called up New York police or whoever's in charge of these things and asked how she could transport her gun. She was actually changing flights in New York and headed from like, I don't know, Wyoming to Vermont or something. And uh, she followed all the regulations and tried to do what they asked her to do, you know, separate the ammo and, you know, lock it and do this and do that. And they still um, arrested her. And I think she was in court for, it wasn't for a year, I mean, in jail for a year, but she was in jail for a fair amount of time before the lawyers could straighten it out. And it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, the way it used to be between the states when they ex- extracted a tariff, you know, as you pass through, you know, they give you a speeding ticket or in the, in the 1700s, they, you know, charge you a tariff at the border 
to bring your goods in. So I think the gun laws have a long way to go to get straightened away. So I don't, I don't share with you. I mean, it is going to disrupt. I forget the seven states, New York, DC, California, Massachusetts, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Delaware, and I think Hawaii, but I think, you know, they all have varying versions of this, but it's the, it's making people have a reason to carry a gun instead of saying you can carry a gun unless you're, you know, did something bad or you have um, hostility or, you know, domestic violence. It, it's, it shifts the burden. So I'm, I'm fine with it, but you know, New York's going to have to rewrite their law to cover it so that it addresses the constitutional issue. Yeah. That was a long monologue. So I f- forgive me. <laughs> um, Right. Long monologues are my uh, job. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the, the case that you were talking about. Maybe we can um, get some for more yeah, information. That, I'm sorry? Yeah, some of the civil rights folks and people got involved with it because it was kind of one of those cases that, you know, she never mentioned it to them. They probably would have never picked up that she had a gun in her luggage. Right. But Given how bad tried, TSA apparently is, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> But she was, I forget, she was traveling somewhere to somewhere and, you know, she needed her guns with her. Well, it's also interesting that uh, the state of New York would get involved in that, considering that it's, uh, I believe, federal law enforcement is actually handling what's going on in the airports. So if she contacted the the authorities in the state of New York and they arrested her on, you know, where they don't have jurisdiction, I don't know. It, it, I I really would like yeah. to see more about that. So um, yeah. the the summary I read about the dis, about this discussion, I haven't sort of read the the ruling. So uh, it's possible that I'm that what I'm about to say is completely wrong. And hey, you know, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's be clear about that. Uh, I've I've been known to be wrong sometimes, and my fallibility is uh, is substantial. But. Um, <laughs> What it sounds like what you're talking about, uh, Sue, is you're saying how well you referred to like interstate tariffs, which was something that was true back during the Articles of Confederation. And we're well past that now, thanks to uh, our new federalized system where interstate commerce and other interstate matters are handled by the federal government. But, um, uh, I mean, well, there's a bunch of things. One, uh, does this follow? Could federal regulations be possible, or would that follow under one of the enumerated powers of the federal government? Uh, you know, the federal government no. doesn't have the authority to pass any darn law nope. it wants. It actually has to do things within the narrow scope. Okay, so in other words, the federal government can't do the very thing you were just saying that you wanted them to I'd do. Like them to, to do. Right. Yep. So, you know, that's a circle you conservatives can feel free to square at your leisure. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, OK, well, if it's if it's a matter for the states and states do have, you know, tremendous authority to pass laws they think are a good idea. If that's the case, then this is clearly a bad ruling because it's it's going contrary to. The same logic that the Supreme Court is planning to, you know, assuming that the uh, the dra- the leaked draft of their ruling in the uh, the uh, uh, 
Georgia abortion case is, uh, is still what they actually choose to do when they actually release the final decision. Um, their logic in that appears to be, you know, this is something that really should be left up to the state. It's an important matter of individual rights, and really the state should handle this. Okay, so you know, it, so right uh, so a person's a, right. a person's well a person's right to control their own body is something that should be left to the states, but the right to carry around a concealed gun is not. I don't. See I can, what the distinction I can help is. you out with that if you want. Uh, sure. So the difference is that they are looking at the Second Amendment as an absolute right. So and that is enumerated in the Constitution. So um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, someone said that uh, one of them said that the the um. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the wording. I'm, I apologize if it's wrong, but uh, uh. If, um, like gun rights, it's a right of the Constitution. So they disagreed that uh, there there shouldn't be like limit, like a like like extreme limits on on that as such, like like other rights, right? So um, states make a lot of laws limiting the right to bear arms. So they shouldn't do that because it's it's an absolute right. It is. It is in the Constitution, and this is how they're reading it and everything. The right to privacy, that is, and the and uh, according with abortion, that's different because that's not a constitutional right, and they are not reading the Constitution as the right to privacy in this matter. It is not a specifically yep. enumerated, spelled out right. Exactly. Though, of course, also, you know, the whole uh, the Second Amendment guarantees a personal, individual right to bear arms is entirely a construction of the past 20 years. I mean, that's basically Antonin Scalia sticking in an oar uh, because, you know, the original text, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security mm -hmm. of a free state, the right of the people to keep their arms, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, that's uh, was I mean, understood. I'm not, well, I, I'm hey, not disagreeing with you. I'm I know you're not disagreeing. Like, this, is what they're, this is how they're making the this decision. This is their argument. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, their argument. And, and it's a crap argument. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's the it's the I'm just saying like this is how this is how they're they're thinking about it. It like the if they do choose to to say that um abortion like to to strike down um Roe v Wade is because the 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 right to have an abortion is is not a a right. It is a it was it was a right that is constructed from a a Supreme Court's decision. It's not in the Constitution. Well, it is. It is confounding how they logic this through. That you you have a right to bear arms, but you don't have any right not to bear a baby. So hard to know. Doesn't make any sense. Um, you could shoot your rape. You could shoot your rapist, but you can't take their sperm out of your body. It's yeah. It's it's nonsensical to me too. I understand it, but yeah. I do agree with them on the on the on the gun decision today. And I think all these states will straighten it out so that it it's more in line with what's you know actually well, in the Constitution, right? That's what the Supreme Court see, justices are saying. The words the words well, are there. They're, 
they're 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 not very good at uh, the the conservative the six uh, conservatives on the court are terrible at actually they're really not being yeah. in accordance with the Constitution and this you know the established body of American jurisprudence. But one thing is, I in the summaries I've seen, there wasn't actually any mention of what I think would be the most cogent argument um, in my crazy lefty liberal perspective, mm -hmm. but for striking down the New York law. And the one that actually I'm like, I could see as a as a, as a persuasive to me, which would simply be. 14th, 14th Amendment. No. No. Oh, okay. We're not an amendment at all. You're 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 going way too down into into the. There's an earlier clause called the full faith and credit clause. If there's a, a legal action by one state, another state has to recognize it as true. So you know, if you are tried oh, and convicted oh, for good. a crime in Massachusetts, yep, uh, you are tried and convicted for that crime in other states. And more to the point, if you're acquitted of a crime in Massachusetts, you're also acquitted of that crime in other states. Like other states can't prosecute you for it. And like if you sign a contract gay in marriage. Right. Right. Exactly. Marriage, you have to honor right. it. Yep. Well, not just gay marriage, gay divorce. If you sign a contract in Massachusetts, it's enforceable in California. If you get married in Massachusetts, it counts in Arkansas. And if you get divorced in Kansas, it counts in Massachusetts. You know? So uh a gun permit. That's a great argument. That's right. a great argument. A, 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 well, I mean, may, maybe an actual attorney would say, no, it's crap and this is why. Uh, you know, not being an actual attorney, I'm just going to have to sort of carry on. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see the logic of saying like, you know, the standards in Massachusetts, you know, like if, if you have a right to carry in, in New York, a gun permit has to mean X, Y, and Z and the same thing in Massachusetts and vice versa. You know, a, a, a nice parallel, a more immediate or, or more, more uh, I think, a closer parallel would be driver's licenses. If I'm licensed to drive a car in Massachusetts, I'm licensed to drive a car in any other state in the United States. Because broadly speaking, we have the same traffic laws, even though there could be differences, you know, uh, yeah. uh, so for at least for a while anyway, some states did not allow to one to turn right on a red light. And other states did. After you stop. Yeah. yeah after well, you stop. sure. You know, so I, your, I accelerate personally, Ann, but I'm, I'm not a good Tal, driver. Tallheim. And Tallheim. And Tallheim had uh, addressed why that wouldn't work very well. And that is because some states have such low barriers to entry that everybody would get a permit in New Hampshire, Vermont, or Wyoming, or I forget all the states where there's basically no permit or anything. Right. So. Well, and so that would be an excellent reason for to have a federal minimum. firearm standard. Yeah, a you minimum know? standard. Well, not you just, just a, a minimum standard, federal. Well, to have have to have all licensing be done at the federal level. But uh, well, I did solve the problem of inconsistency in New York's law. You know, it's not that New York's law was too strict; it's that other states weren't strict enough. But mm. well, whatever that's your perspective, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> I I don't really have any other to share. And you know, I mean, I'm 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 living here in Massachusetts, and I've live most of my life in, you know, more urbanized and settled areas and whatnot. And that's all, that's all fine. I, I recognize that it's different if you're living in say, you know, uh, Eagle Butte, uh, South Dakota or whatever, but, what? um, yeah, yeah, apparently so. Um, Eagle Butte. 
It's a real town. What? Okay. I <laughs> I kind of like weird town names. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I live here, so yeah. clear. Like you'd have to. So, um, anywho, uh, the the point is that 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 does get us back to the problem uh, you had, Sue, of uh, you want uh, limited federal government only acting within its enumerated powers. Um, unless you want to say that, uh, you know, uh, regulating, uh, gun ownership falls under the commerce clause or unless the federal government imposes some kind of tax on guns, uh, they really don't have any power to control, uh, people's gun ownership. Yep. So, uh. You know, at that point, it, it kind of kicks back to the states and the states have, you know, to the states have the power to do it. And so we have to let the states do what they uh, do what they do. Yeah, maybe under your your scenario, your scheme, um, if you didn't have a permit for a gun, I, you don't have a contract for marriage, then there's nothing to honor in Massachusetts. But if you have a, a permit like you do in Massachusetts, Everybody else has to honor that permit. Well, here, you know, you know. sure. But here's the thing. In Texas, I don't believe, I, I believe Texas allows permitless carry. So you yes, don't. They, they right. get rid of everything. Right. They just so did, they just so in that, other yeah. words, be like, well, I live in Texas. I don't need a driver's license. And then one goes to Massachusetts and Massachusetts is like, you know, let me see your license and registration. Oh, I don't have a license. Well, then you're not allowed yep. to drive. <laughs> and the Supreme Court saying, uh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. The yeah. lawyers would love that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, though, I, like I mean, I think I how stupid so that dis- sounds. <laughs> yeah. I I just wasn't disappointed that they, and, and New York's going to, they're going to legislate really quickly here. They're going to turn around and address the problem pretty quickly. And then take out the proper, they're just going to take out the word proper cause. Well, it's two words, but all right, yeah. The, yeah, because two words. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the phrase, proper cause, because that's the thing where they ask you, you know, are you making deposits from work, you know, so you're carrying money or has your boyfriend, you know, threatened you or, you know, that's where they ask you those questions, why you need to carry a gun. So they'll just get rid of the proper cause. And like I said, I don't I don't see why you, you both would have such trouble with that because you're basically your at least your positions as I understood it is that they um you want to make sure that people that have been you know roughing up people and beating up people for the last ten years of their life don't get a gun permit so they can use a gun I mean you're trying to keep people who shouldn't have guns from having guns, and this is more affirmative they're just making you give a reason why you need one. It's like you know you can check all my background and do all those checks. I just would like to have one. So, and it's just the difference between having it at home and being able to take it out of your home. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm not following your logic here. I don't think I, – I think red flag laws, restrictions on people's ability to have guns because, say, they've got a history of being violent or dangerous uh, is an excellent reason to say you may not have a gun. Um, yep. And uh, – Ensuring that there is uh, that there's uh, some state licensing uh, requirement that says, like, what is your proper cause? You know, what is the reason why you you want to be carrying around a concealed gun with you? 
seems consistent with my point of view, with my argument that you have to, you know, like like that people who shouldn't have guns don't have guns. And this is just another way of of winnowing out the the, the people who, uh, you know, the the spouse abusers who are going to be, uh, you know, who shouldn't have guns because they're likely to kill their spouse with it with them eventually. And I don't. Um, I mean, I understand the logic of you know it gives too much power to some small town police chief who might be just some you know bigoted tin pot despot or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, I could see the logic. Right, I could see the logic of it, it should be handled by a uh, a review board for the entire state and not left up to some the whims of some one particular local official. Like, okay, fine, I can see that, but that's not what they're talking about here. They're saying the whole idea of you know there being a, a the state saying why do you need a gun? Why do you need to secretly carry a gun around with you? You know, they're saying that that that's that's an invalid thing for the state of New York to do or for any state to do. And because they're saying I, any 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 legitimate resident can have one. That's what the Supreme Court's saying. As long as there's not a reason not to give them one. Yeah, it they seems don't have like to they're affirmatively prove why. It seems like they're saying like like requiring an affirmative is isn't okay, but the passive like restrictions just passive restrictions just blanket restrictions are okay at this at this yep, point felons, but saying yep, felons, the, all that stuff well felons mm, we can discuss that but um <laughs> the but saying like but if you want to have a gun then trying it then ha- being required to prove that you should prove that you should be able to have a gun isn't like they don't like that that's how I. That's no, they how didn't I say. It. They didn't say you didn't. They that you don't that they can't make you take a test or make sure you're, you know, take a safety test or know no, how I'm to saying, handle a gun. Yeah, they, they're just saying that you need a reason. And the, when they ask that reason, it's like saying, "And why do you want to vote?" Oh, that's not a good enough reason. Yeah, that's that's you what know, I was, that, that's, that's what the I was parallel. Saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's an interesting why parallel. I mean, you know, <laughs> voting isn't the same yeah. as as carrying a a massacre machine with you, but sure. <laughs> We're just well, talking legally here. Use, you know. Know. Yeah. <laughs> votes, votes can ruin this country. You know, it's possible. <laughs> we've seen, we've witnessed that, directly. I think, recently. Not as directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, no matter Good how many point. times you vote Republican, that's not going to destroy the country in and of itself. It's what the Republicans do once one gives them power. Yeah. Well, it's how many people vote for certain people. So, but yeah, it's interesting. I like that that um, the full faith and credit that the contracts, you know, contracts have to be um, mm. accepted and recognized by other states. Yeah. Maybe they could do it that way and just get some, you know, basic ground rules, yeah. including you know background checks, which I think we probably all agree on. But, yeah, I felt super cr- yeah. super clever about coming up with that. But we should actually take our <laughs> mid-show break right now, uh, take oh place in PSA's promo station IDs, and be back with more civil politics and more of us, you know, getting into arguments about what the Supreme Court of the United States has done or should do, um, you know, in our second half. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue and Genre. And let's talk about how the Supreme Court has possibly completely and utterly destroyed the uh, our rights to a Miranda warning, except maybe that isn't actually what they've done. (laughs) Uh, Not not that I agree with their decision, but, you know, yeah. Uh, Before we got into that, you mentioned we we were talking about the, the Federal Society. Yes. Um, in the first half. And I did look it up. Um, uh-huh. Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh and Barrett have are all members. Chief Justice John Roberts. Maybe. <laughs> Basically, uh, there there hasn't been any confirmation of him being an actual member. However, he was a member of the leadership uh, or the Washington chapter steering committee. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's a, it's good evidence, <laughs> but there's no, there's no actual, like, like nobody's found out if he's an actual member. So it's not like hair club for men over here, you know? Okay. All right. I, I, I slouch. Stand corrected. I, well, I more slouch corrected. Maybe possibly I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's it, it's not a refutation. I lean against the building, collect. Uh, yeah, correct. <laughs> it, it 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 means that he might not be. I might yeah. be wrong about that, but certainly there's a there's a good reason to think that I'm not wrong about that. Yeah, and I I nailed it on the other five. So this is meh. this is a horseshoes and hand grenades kind of thing. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Miranda. So thanks, genre. <clears throat> So um, uh, the decision that came from the Supreme Court today, uh, I I think is a bad decision, but it doesn't uh, overturn the earlier decision about Miranda warnings. It doesn't say that they're no longer necessary. It does say that if a law enforcement officer arrests somebody and does not provide them with the Miranda warning that they are supposed to do, uh, then the person who's been uh, improperly arrested does not have a right to sue the officer for for violating their civil rights. Correct. 
which I mean, I kind of see the logic because, um, you know, uh, there are, uh, you know, the, the, the Miranda decision was basically the Supreme Court uh, uh, sort of creating the standard, creating like a standard that would allow law enforcement to do their jobs and arrest people and still comply with, you know, your Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate yourself, for example, and to make sure that you actually, you know, inform people, yes, you have the right to an attorney and attorneys have to be provided to people because what's the point of saying you have the right to an attorney if you're broke and can't afford it? So, I mean, you know, I, I understand the, the, the logic of saying uh, since that's still true uh, and uh, if a uh, if if someone if a law enforcement officer arrests you and doesn't Mirandize you uh, at the moment, anyways, the law is still that the anything you say uh, is inadmissible in court, and that protects you from the legal jeopardy that would that ignoring your civil rights, your personal rights, puts you in. But um, one of the things that helps keep law enforcement honest. Uh, are uh, civil suits. Um, and civil suits have an important role in our society, um, in part because they allow us to, uh, you know, people suing to uphold their rights, even in cases where they lose, uh, that can still uh, be of some value because uh, the process of discovery means that uh, information that would otherwise be kept hidden becomes part of the public record. And that can lead to uh, a lot of really useful stuff coming out. But regardless, uh, so Sue, Jamar, what do you guys think of this decision? Um, I just wanted to read a little bit of uh, Samuel Alito's, Justice Alito's, excuse me, um, opinion. Um, sure. Just a quote from NBCNews.com. Uh, Justice Samuel Alito wrote in his uh, majority opinion that, quote, a violation of Miranda is not itself a violation of the Fifth Amendment. And, quote, we see no justification for expanding Miranda to, confi- to confer a right to sue. And that is under, that is uh, concerning the uh, federal law known as Section 1983, uh, the, which is a law that allows people to sue police officers and other governmental workers for violation of constitutional rights. So they're saying that just because you, they didn't tell you about your Miranda rights isn't a violation of the Fifth Amendment because you still get that protection. You just just nobody told you about it. So there's they still should tell you. And if they don't, then that will give the defense a uh, and the ability to say, well, this person wasn't Mirandized. So their uh, comments or their their speech shouldn't be allowed in court because they didn't have a lawyer present or anything like that. Uh, so they need to either have a lawyer present. They need to specifically say, I am going to speak without like it, it's fine. I'm going to speak. You can take this down um, without a lawyer present. Uh, that stuff, they can still be not allowed in they court. Can waive their rights. You yeah, can, can waive, waive the, thank you, waive rights. Jeez, I couldn't think of the words. Yeah, you can still waive your rights and everything, but um, if you don't get Mirandized and you do get uh, 
get um, thrown in jail or something bad happens. And it's because the the cop didn't tell you about the your Miranda rights. That means you can no longer sue them civilly for damages resulting from your from your civil rights being being uh, violated. So it, I. So again, it's another it's, it's another way that I, cops can't be sued. It's you know yeah. th- well, this doesn't shock well, me. And I and now that you've explained it to me, I realize that it's actually kind of consistent for the Supreme Court. They're being very careful not to expand rights. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're not making Miranda being Mirandized a, a right. So they're keeping it. They're keeping the Constitution as small as they can possibly keep it. Unless mm-hmm. it's a it's gun right. Unless it's a gun right, in which case it's you know you can't sue a cop for reaching uh, for 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 you know violating your rights, but you can have a gun just just because. Yeah. So that's yeah. all good. But it. But it's not listed. It's true. It's not listed in the Constitution, and it was a way to make sure people knew what their rights were. Yeah, uh, it's that. That's the. That's their whole. That's their whole deal now. If it's not specifically yeah. listed in the Constitution, then bleh, and I don't yeah. like it. It's 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 bull hockey. Do you think they're going to be able to start searching your cell phone? Because you know they they cut way back on that. What a couple of years ago. So that you, the policeman can't just search your cell phone. They have to ask you and you volunteer it or they have to get a search warrant. Because it used to be they just look and see if you just texted somebody after uh, you crashed. The, the, juris, the jurisprudence around cell phone searches is, I think, pretty messed up. The, the yeah. police can't compel you to put in your personal identification number, you know, and unlock the phone that way. But if you set it up so that holding it up to your face unlocks it. They can hold your phone up to your face and just have your face unlock really? it. Really? Yep. Yes, that's fine. Oh, I didn't know Because that. your face is just there. It's not like you have to, <laughs> you know. So in other words, your privacy is only there because something. Like, I, I don't yeah. honestly get the logic to that. Either, yeah, either, there's something wrong there. Right. I, either... You know, because like the face ID is still a way of locking the phone. So, yeah. And your face is is public, I guess. So they said your phone is in the public arena. This is why, if you get stopped by the cops for whatever reason, know the function on your phone to set it up so you have to put a pin in or just turn it off. And then when they say turn it back on, you'll be like either no or when they try to turn it back on, it'll ask for your pin. Because, yeah, you know, so then they'll have to ask you for your pin and then you can also say no. You, and I think and again, none of us here are law doctors. I don't know we, if we're, we're just, you know, trying to interpret the law as 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 layman. Um, but uh, as I understand it, it like the like them putting it up to your face means you're not volunteering information. Like if they huh. say put in your your pin, that means you have to give them information, and that would be uh, like a incriminating. incriminating, incriminating. But if they if they're just like I'm gonna point it at your face and it unlocks, then te- technically that's not you giving them information. I think that's how it's being interpreted right now, uh, <laughs> which is a a a it's poopy, foolish distinction. Oh. 
Yep. Yeah. But that is how a distinction law without a difference. Works. That's well, how law a, enforcement works. It's a distinction that makes a huge difference, but yeah. That's uh <laughs> Yep. That's that's how the that's the trend of uh, American jurisprudence under uh you know our current SCOTUS. So that's mm-hmm. all that's all good. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Love and life. Excellent. You know, if it stuff. gets too co- complicated, that will that will violate the constitution. Because if a common person doesn't understand what the law is because it's gotten so turned on itself, then you know, we we really aren't I think it was um was it Herodotus? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was um People think that means what it sounds like, but actually the really important part of it was they wrote down the law so that the king couldn't just make it up. You know, you actually had to have a law and you could read it and see what the rules were. And if, you know, you couldn't lose a tooth over it, you'd know that in advance that's what the penalty was. So yeah. we've got a really crazy, a crazy scenario where only the lawyers can tell you what the law is or what yeah. it means. Yep. So, uh, that I think sounds like it's the uh, the uh, uh, Hebrew Torah, and Herodotus was a Greek uh, uh, traveler and historian. But uh, you know, wasn't he, wasn't Mike he, is uh, actually um, a history doctor? Oh, that's I am right. not. I am not. I I, 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 I merely a have a certain master. mastery. Yes, indeed. It's not the same thing. So. so on good news, did you hear that Ukraine and Moldova are going to get in the EU? They they told them today they were going to add them to the block. The, well, uh, they've officially begun their candidacy. Yeah, the uh, um, Ukraine has the they they voted on Ukraine, so their candidacy is is accepted. They just have to go through the process now. Right, yeah, which yeah. will take a few years, and they they haven't Ten. done they haven't done it yet. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, which is why Putin is rushing to finish finish them off. Hopefully, we'll send them more weapons, some more long range weapons. Are they going to be wiped off the face of the earth? Yeah, horrifying. And Moldova, which I didn't realize they were up for it, but I guess they're in the in the queue also. Yeah, they might have just been like, "We're here," you know. (laughs) We we put in our application. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're they're so close to us. Let us join also. Did you see that um, Biden wanted to suspend the gas tax? Do you guys think it's a good idea, or you don't? Oh, the the holiday, the gas tax holiday. Yeah, twenty four cents on diesel, which will help the truckers, and eighteen cents on um, gas, regular gasoline per gallon. Not necessarily, so, no, actually, yeah, because and only for a month or two. The the gas companies would have to also pass on those savings to the customer the gas station can just keep the money actually they can just stop collecting the tax yep leave the price the same yep yeah yeah i'm with you guys plus we need that money it's a good idea i guess but we need to i mean that's the that's the most that biden can do really with the gas tax or with the, with the gas and he can't even repeal the gas tax really. It's like yeah. with his limited um, authority as president. Yeah. yeah. He can't do anything about gas prices or baby food or, or stuff, you know, like there's. Oh, and baby food's still a mess. Oh my God. Formula. Sorry. Not well, baby didn't, food. Formula. Didn't, didn't uh, the, he invoke the uh, uh, defense production act to, to, 
uh, I will look it up. Make uh, yeah, he to, did to address to that. command some of the yeah to get some of the materials, the input yeah. materials to some of the companies that were running into trouble. I guess we shouldn't have bombed that baby milk factory in Iraq. Yep, that's uh, whoa, no, that's You're, not what I said. But yes, he did he, <laughs> on May 18th. That yeah. was in the Sudan, and that was under the Clinton administration in the previous century. So, <laughs> wow, sorry. Sue. And they said it Jeez. wasn't a baby. They said it wasn't a baby milk factory, right? Wasn't that what that the, was? The well, that was came. the logic. It was. It was actually the baby. <laughs> Making baby formula was a cover for actually being a chemical weapons manufacturing site. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I well remember that incident because I remember reading stirring denunciations of Bill Clinton's uh, uh, bellicose, unreasoning aggression and the racism of uh, blowing up stuff in Africa and uh, the consequences for uh, uh, hungry children in Sudan and how it was just a terrible thing for the Clinton administration to do. Um, and then after 9-11, a few years later, basically, it was all perfectly OK with Mr. Hitchens because, you know, it turns out <laughs> that for a lot of lefties, uh, you know, we're all about human rights until, uh, you know, it actually inconveniences or scares us. So, you well, know. it's, oh, it's kind of like a, what I've said before, you you don't mess with America. We are a sleeping giant. We're very lazy until until you mess with us. And then we're like, well, time to scorch your earth. And then we just go after you with everything we have. And then we go back to sleep. Right. And that's, you know. And, and in, in the case of the Iraq war, of course, we went after, well, people who had nothing to do with 9-11. But yep. whatever. You know. I didn't say that we were good at going after the right people. I said that we just went after people. Yep. This is you, different. You wake this us is up very and we, different. We lash out. We just lash out. Yep. Did you hear Someone's that Trump pay. won the Trump won uh, won an award yesterday last night? Was the it best like the Nobel show. Peace Prize or something? No, best in show at the Westminster Dog Show. Oh no! Wait. Oh, the, get out of here, Sue. The Jeez. Bloodhound. Sorry. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm silly. That's all right. You though. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think he did. That that doesn't even pass the smell test. Ooh, bloodhound <laughs> joke. Yeah. Oh yeah, my so god, good. you guys. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh no. Um, <laughs> circling back, circling back on SCOTUS and the New York gun law. I heard them um, arguing it was the Fourteenth Amendment, equal protection. For okay. people that they were making the argument under, but I didn't read the actual opinion, so I can't tell you if that's true. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Uh, well, I, I it may be that when I actually come to grips with the actual logic involved, I may find myself shocked to agree with them. I don't know. It's it's it does happen yeah. sometimes. It's it's not that uh, it's not that everything they say and do is always wrong. It's just that. Uh, <laughs> You know, they 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 know the answers they want, and so they will use whatever argument seems best to get them, even if those arguments contradict things they said in other cases. That sounds like the January sixth hearing, where they uh, said uh, they had they had they had the um, what is it they had the in search of in search of evidence. They We've got the, lots of the theories, outcome. but we don't have any evidence. <laughs> That's yeah, what Rudy Giuliani said. And it's yeah, just like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um from Al Jazeera, 
uh, they are saying the local the law talking about the gun law had had given local authorities discretion to decide who receives a license to carry a, a concealed gun. The Supreme Court ruled that in New York State State New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin that the law violates the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which says no state can can, quote, make or enforce, unquote, a law that overrides the, quote, privileges or immunities, unquote, of of citizens of the United States. Hmm. Um, All the links I'm talking about will be in the show notes on uh, either the podcast show notes or on the website under this show. Wait a minute. That's a good reference. I'm, I, I, it is a good reference, but I'm just like, wait a minute. This is the new, um, the the. I thought in that case, the was the New York Pistol and Rifle Association. That was it, right? Uh, Rifle and Pistol Association. Rifle and yeah. Pistol. Um, they were pro. I thought the law they were protesting. I thought the uh, Assembly of the State of New York repealed that. You know, I thought the Supreme Court was basically passing a ruling here on a law that no longer existed. Uh, I thought they didn't do that if it was moot. Hmm. Uh, they're not supposed to, but well, Governor Hochul is. But nobody to can tell them the laws, no. So, huh? I she I, she said they they're going to convene the legislature to fix it immediately. It, it, and it, don't, it's don't entirely possible that I'm. It's entirely possible that I'm conflating it with another case. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Rifle and Pistol Association has brought multiple suits, you know, because they're, I think, a stalking horse for the NRA. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I just I remember there was a case where they were protesting a law about uh, carrying firearms in New York City. And uh, that was in 2020. Right. And uh, so New York City decided they didn't want to deal with uh the Supreme Court overruling them, so they just repealed the law, which, you know, nullifies the question. Second, you, you're, if you're, if there's no law, the apple. right? So I just, uh, I don't know if this is. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, there. That was a um, that was a challenge in to the gun ordinance to uh, in twenty in twenty twenty. Uh, they just repealed the law, like you said. Um, so is this a different law? Is this a different case? Or is the is the Supreme Court handing down a ruling two years later on a law that no longer exists? This is a different case. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Always on duty. Did you hear what Chuck Schumer said about the folks that were um, the guy that showed up to kill Kavanaugh? Uh, no. He said he had sort of an offhand comment about how you, you know, you make decisions in this country that are out of the mainstream and you have to kind of deal with the consequences. I thought it was a little, um, uh, well, a little deaf on Schumer's part. I'm confused. He's basically saying, he, he was saying that it was all right for people to protest at Kavanaugh's house. It is but, all right for people you know, to protest at Kavanaugh's house. Well, and on the, the guy street the in front of Kavanaugh's house. Sure, yeah. No, yeah, right? the, they don't have the right to – like it's not okay for them to break in and start you know, spray painting his dining room table. But that's – you know, the, 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 the <laughs> My kids are doing their to... homework. Too bad. You know, sort of in the window where the gunman showed up who was, you know, 
You mean the fellow very... who called the police on himself because he was afraid he would do yeah. something and hurt somebody? Yeah, I thought that was amazing. But yeah, it was in that window that Schumer said it. People it's, were it's, horrified. It's it's not it's not uncommon. Um, I can't remember the name of the fellow who murdered all those people in the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. But yeah, we he, don't really need to remember his name. Right. But I, I feel I, I do have some pity for the fellow because he uh, did reach out, I think, to his therapist. He said, like, I'm really worried. I'm I'm in a bad place and I'm worried I'm going to do something, something yeah. and hurt people. You know, I need help and didn't get it. And, and you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I think there's I think there's I think I have some sympathy for people who have, uh, you know, violent ideation and and you know mental some mental illness or other mental dysfunction that means they're likely to act out that way and who know that and when they're in a moment of lucidity trying to stop themselves you know yeah. I, I absolutely think well, they veterans, deserve, they some get of help. the veterans with terrible PTSD have you know they 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 fret about what they might do you know yeah. they think they hear something or they they're right back on the battlefield it's much well, it's much less of something I worry about a lot less now that I'm in my 50s. But, you know, back in my teens and 20s, one of the reasons why I never started drinking alcohol was I was aware that it was uh, uh, it, it suppressed my impulse control. And I was worried that I would do something genuinely nasty or hurtful to somebody, not necessarily like murderous or anything like that, but just I didn't want to I didn't want to lose control and, and be even more of a jerk than I could already be. Uh, sober, so with full control, yeah, yeah, such as it was. <laughs> Actually, for the same reason, I really didn't do drugs, even though I grew up in the sixties. I I had such a loose um, touch with reality. I thought, you know, maybe I better not do that. So. You had a loose touch with reality. Well, so well, is a know. Republican. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Zing! <laughs> oh my God! Got him! <laughs> Friggin' got him! Oh, yeah, there no. we go. That's that's what this show is all about. Me making cheap insults at Sue's expense. Just <laughs> and, and at the end of the I show, can't so, so put Sue it doesn't out like have that. any chance uh, to rebut. <laughs> all right. Oh God! Well, Sue, Tune we, in next week to see. <laughs> Sue has a whole week to to think of something good to say, and you can start same the show with time. It. The same civil channel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So if you have if you have a rejoinder, please share it. Uh, otherwise, we got the music button, so I don't want to. No, so, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm so horrified. Well, it's, <laughs> it would be wrong. So anyway, um, well, thank you, Sue. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. That's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we've got a podcast going out on the wee hours of Monday morning and a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4. So listen to us all over again. But thanks all. And I do it for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.